Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patrick Boyle on Finance, a podcast exploring ideas from quantitative finance, examining events occurring in markets right now and financial history to see what lessons can be taken away, including interviews with some of the most interesting people in the world of finance. To learn more about the podcast, visit onfinance.org. 2022 has been an eventful year in the world of finance. There's been quite a mood change over the last 12 months. It seems like no time at all since monkey JPEGs were viewed as a status symbol and the finance experts on social media were all on the search for the hottest new cryptocurrencies. In order to fit in better in this new world of finance, I photoshopped my Twitter profile picture into a hexagon so that it would look like an NFT and get me some respect. It wasn't just me either trying to get respect in that space. The British finance minister and now prime minister Rishi Sunak asked the Royal Mint to create NFTs as part of its forward-looking approach towards crypto assets. So far, these NFTs have not turned up and the Royal Mint have been a bit quiet on that topic over the last few months. Back in January, people were willing to pay Twitter a monthly fee to have an NFT profile picture. Today, Elon Musk could probably flip the site to profitability by charging people to remove NFTs and laser eyes from their profile pictures. This could get more and more embarrassing as time goes by, and people want to claim that they never fell for that nonsense. 2022 has been a tough year for investors who were dubbed the next Warren Buffett too. There was Kathy, Sam, Chamath, who called himself the next Warren Buffett. As time went by, we found out that Warren Buffett himself was actually the next Warren Buffett. There were many surprises too. I, for one, wasn't expecting the year to wrap up with the richest man in the world spending all of his time on Twitter asking people for $8. But that's where we are right now. We learned this year, thanks to Sam Bankman-Fried, that traditional Ponzi schemes are possibly a better investment than crypto Ponzi schemes. Many Madoff investors got 80% of the money they invested with him back. Some even got all of their money back. It doesn't look like things will go quite as well for FTX investors. I guess the lesson is, is that if you want to invest in a Ponzi scheme, maybe find a local Ponzi operator rather than going offshore. So let's look at the big financial events of the year month by month and the lessons that we learned. January got off to a great start. The S&P 500 hit an all-time high on the first trading day of the year. Apple became the first company to ever have a $3 trillion market cap when it briefly hit that level before dropping back under the mark shortly later that day. By February, things were not looking so good, especially in the world of tech. At the start of the month, Facebook, which had changed its name to Meta for some unknowable reason, suffered the largest one-day wipeout in US corporate history after reporting terrible earnings. Its valuation fell by nearly $240 billion as its shares fell 26.4%. The growth at Facebook had disappeared and its daily active user base shrank for the first time in its history. 
The firm reported a $10 billion operating loss from its new metaverse business, which no one was logging on to as they were concerned that they might run into Mark Zuckerberg. On the 24th of February, Russia, who had been massing thousands of troops near the border of Ukraine for almost a year, began a full-scale invasion. Analysts at the time expected Russia, with its much larger army, to win a quick victory, but that's not at all how things worked out. The big news in March of 2022 was the sanctions that were about to be imposed by the West on Russia. People worried that banning Russia from SWIFT would cause financial chaos. Many European countries had overly relied on Russia for natural gas and were now working out ways to keep factories running and houses heated if they were no longer to deal with Russia. One of my biggest videos of the year was a look at what Western countries buy from Russia and how they might deal with shortages in those products. Inflation was already a problem by this point, and the Russian invasion of Ukraine added fuel to that fire. In mid-March, the US Federal Reserve announced its first rate hike since 2018. We saw a total of seven rate hikes over the year aimed at getting inflation under control. Rates are expected to go even higher next year too, and if you're interested in how markets behave in a rising interest rate environment, I made a video on that topic a few months ago. We saw big COVID lockdowns in Shanghai in May. All offices, shops and public transportation in the city were closed and residents were required to stay inside their homes. Some of the images of apartment buildings being welded shut shocked people around the world as Xi Jinping pursued his zero-COVID policy. We're only seeing that being unwound right now. April saw the start of a difficult period for this channel as Elon Musk announced his stoner-themed buyout of Twitter. This was the first of two leveraged buyouts that he announced in 2022. Longtime Musk fans like me are aware that one of his hobbies is to announce mergers and acquisitions at prices that he finds funny. I found myself making a number of videos on how M&A deals typically work and the innovations that Elon attempted to bring to the financial industry. In May, Elon began his attempts to back out of his stoner-themed Twitter deal. Technology stocks had fallen a lot over the period, and he no longer found the price he had agreed to pay funny. Unfortunately, he had signed a binding merger agreement, and it's possible that he fully understood this and was only pretending to back out of the deal in order to provide entertaining content for my YouTube channel. With markets falling, high inflation and a war raging in Ukraine, a bit more bad news was needed. And so we learned that there had been an outbreak of monkeypox. Of course, by May, when people heard the term monkeypox, they thought it was a new series of NFTs. The World Health Organization consulted with experts and decided to rename the disease Mpox, much to the delight of members of the Board Ape Yacht Club, who felt stigmatized by the term monkeypox. They thought people were referring to their investment returns. We saw the collapse of the Terra Luna crypto token pair that month too. Luna collapsed from $120 to 
two cents and 99.9% correction. This was a stable coin, which led crypto investors to worry about the non-stable coins and how they might perform on a bad day. In June, people were really starting to voice their concerns about inflation around the world, in particular energy price inflation. The issue was most extreme in Europe due to the reliance on Russian oil and gas. Gasoline prices hit an average of $5 per gallon in the United States, which caused some grumbling from Americans and intense jealousy from the rest of the world. If there was one thing that was helping to keep inflation under control at this time, it was the ongoing slowdown in China. With Chinese real estate prices collapsing, a general economic slowdown and people staying at home due to the COVID policies, there was significantly less demand for commodities from China, which helped the rest of the world. In rap news, Jay-Z and Jack Dorsey, an unlikely duo, announced a 12-week cryptocurrency educational initiative to residents of Marcy Houses, the public housing complex where Jay-Z famously grew up. Classes ranged from careers in crypto to crypto scams and a security mindset. Residents expressed annoyance and skepticism to the press. Every dime I get got to go to rent, phone, TV, and internet. I don't have money like that to be losing. If I did, I would try to invest in something that's more reliable, like betting on the basketball game last night, a resident told The Guardian. Many of the residents found Jay-Z and Jack Dorsey to be out of touch with their lives and prefer learning about finance on my YouTube channel. Okay, I made that bit up. Fortunately for the residents, most sold the crypto they had been given right away to pay bills, as later in the month we saw the collapse of the crypto hedge fund Three Arrows Capital, which led to further contagion in the crypto markets, which is ongoing today. July didn't bring much better news. The former Japanese Prime Minister, Shinzo Abe, was assassinated. Abe had been the longest-serving Prime Minister in Japanese history. Sri Lanka was in the news too as protesters stormed the presidential palace and torched the Prime Minister's mansion. The country had collapsed into bankruptcy with severe food, medicine and fuel shortages. In August, tensions between the US and China hit an all-time high when the politician and day trader Nancy Pelosi traveled to Taiwan on August 2nd. The Chinese government was infuriated and conducted its largest ever military exercise around Taiwan in response to the visit. Elon Musk announced his second big buyout of the year on Twitter when, much to the delight of Manchester United fans, he said that he was buying the football club. He later explained that it had been a joke, which is never a good sign of how well your comedy material has landed. Adam Newman, who had managed to convince people that a co-working space with a beer tap was a technology company, got to fail upwards in August when the venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz wrote its biggest check to date, $350 million, valuing Newman's new company, Flow, at $1 billion. Flow is planning to disrupt residential real estate through technology. 
The idea seems to be rent out the 3,000 apartments that Newman has already bought and the company will add community features and provide the opportunity to renters to gain equity. So, yeah, technology. The Inflation Reduction Act, which contains $500 billion in new spending and tax breaks, was passed in the United States this August. The Act aims to boost clean energy, reduce healthcare costs and increase tax revenues. The Wharton School of Business and the Congressional Budget Office announced that the Act would in no way reduce inflation. But in the United States, the name of a law and its contents are not required to have any real relationship. In September, a lot of focus was on the UK, as Liz Truss became the British Prime Minister. She announced major tax cuts and a spending increase in an already bleak economic environment. She then had to quickly reverse that strategy after its announcement tanked the pound. At 45 days in office, Liz Truss now holds the record for the shortest prime ministerial term in British history. The prior record holder, George Canning, lasted 119 days in office. His term ended in 1827 when he died of tuberculosis. People are still debating whether Liz should include the job on her LinkedIn profile or not. The Queen of England passed away in August too, being replaced by King Charles III. In September, employee motivation experts were sent into overdrive when a TikTok video on quiet quitting went viral. The French were, of course, unimpressed, having written the book about it almost 20 years earlier. Bonjour la Paresse by Corinne Meyer was a best-selling book in France back in 2004, where the author put forth that it's in the reader's best interests to work as little as possible. Of course, the greatest inventor of the modern age quickly came up with a solution to the problem of quiet quitting with the unveiling of the Tesla bot. Apparently, it's much more profound than it at first seems. In October, the average US 30-year mortgage rate surpassed 7% for the first time in 20 years, and Kanye West lost his billionaire status when Adidas dropped him following his anti-Semitic remarks on social media. Tuttle Capital Management filed a prospectus to launch the inverse Kramer ETF that would do the opposite of whatever Jim Kramer recommends on his television show, whether it's buying or selling a stock. The US-China tech competition heated up dramatically in October when the Biden administration imposed wide-ranging semiconductor-related export controls on China. The export controls were imposed to restrict China's ability to produce advanced military systems. Towards the end of the month, Elon Musk, following an ancient South African tradition, walked into Twitter's headquarters with what appeared to be a porcelain bathroom sink in his hands. While in the past people used to discuss other topics on Twitter, now that Musk is in charge, they only talk about Twitter on Twitter. In November, the global population reached 8 billion people, and the big financial news story was the FTX bankruptcy, which I covered extensively on this channel. 
Crypto investors learned the problems that can arise when you send your money for safekeeping to some weird kids with an unregulated, opaque offshore entity. While Kevin O'Leary, who plays a billionaire on television, may not have lost his shirt in the situation, it would appear that he did lose his pants. In December, Blackstone began limiting withdrawals from its $125 billion private real estate investment fund after a surge of redemption requests. While this may not look great for Adam Newman's new company, Flow, I don't think there's a major need for concern, as it is, after all, a technology company. Oh wait, tech stocks are doing even worse. You know what, it's, it's just apartments he's renting out, it's, it's probably just a real estate company. And that was quite a shrewd move by Andreessen Horowitz getting out of tech and into real estate like that. Nicely done, Mark. The Federal Reserve hiked its policy rate by half a percentage point earlier this month and signaled its intention to keep squeezing the US economy next year as central banks on both sides of the Atlantic enter a new phase in the battle against inflation. 2022 has not been an amazing year for investors, but of course markets do have to go down every once in a while. Hopefully 2023 will be a much better year. Have a great Christmas and see you again soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Thank you to everyone who is supporting this content on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can find more like it on YouTube, on the Patrick Boyle on Finance channel, or follow us on Twitter at Patrick E. Boyle. Thanks for listening. Bye.